Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Amenuveve FM in Aflao. Radio Wa in Wa, ATL FM in Cape Coast. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duo Plus Ghana Limited. Producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tanks. The only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Governing New Patriotic Party declares February the month of reconciliation as it admits the outcome of the parliamentary primaries that saw 28 incumbent MPs lose their slaughters, left the party fractured. Having one primary does not automatically make you a member of parliament. There is a major elections ahead of you. And you need everyone on board. And therefore, it calls on you to also reach out to even those who lost and their supporters. We'll also get to hear from the national organizers advocating broader national dialogue to address rising menace of vote buying in party internal elections. It is not an individual observation. It is supposed to be a national forum on this matter. And how possibly maybe we go about electing our candidates. Also, we'll focus on Yendi as the party commits to looking into the incident as it awaits report from regional executives. For the Yendi matter, we are not seized with the full fact. We have requested for the report from the Electoral Commission, from our regional rep and from our national rep. So um, it will depend on the scenario. Meanwhile, the Electoral Commission declares a no-winner contest after disruption to the counting process on Saturday. Yes, the, the, the feedback from the region is that we are not able to declare the results there. Also this afternoon, various striking unions in public universities say they will not call off the action despite government's invitation to resolve their grievances on Friday. Interest that is supposed to be paid on the pension fund. The penalties that the government is supposed to pay on the pension fund. The calculation that the government use, which is, is totally in variance with what the pension scheme, the act states. And their sports. The Ghana Football Association is in talks with an ex-Germany international for the Black Stars coaching job. And much later, Ghana's foreign mission in Burkina Faso calls for accelerated implementation of the Accra Security Initiative amid Burkina Faso and four other West African countries exit from ECOWAS. Because since Nanado initiated that initiative, it has helped a lot. But Ghana and Burkina Faso, if you get closer to the border, you won't even know the difference. And the government here sees the president of Nanado as the, their mother, their father. I also take you live to Menchia for that sitting between the regional executives, chairman, and the traditional authority in the Ashanti region. That and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. We settle now for details. And the governing new patriotic party has declared February the month of reconciliation as it acknowledges the outcome of last weekend's parliamentary primaries that saw 28 incumbent MPs lose their slot that has left the party fractured. General Secretary of the party, Justin Kodia from Pond, says the reconciliation will focus on making the party stronger and capable of forming the majority in the ninth parliament. We'll hear more on him shortly. But first, my colleague, Blessed Suga, has a wrap of the election. 
There were heavy casualties in the battle for parliamentary seats in the new patriotic party's constituencies. The areas up for contest had incumbent members of parliament facing stiff opposition from other aspirants. In all, 28 incumbent members of parliament lost their seats, bringing to an end their bid to return to parliament next year. Sarah Aja Safu is included in that list of incumbent MPs who lost their seats. Um, basically, I'm excited. The Mekwabenya people have decided it's a massive victory for the MPP. Going forward, I think what we have to do as a party is to unite all of all of them, the three candidates and their followers, and we'll make sure we break the eight. The local people, the constituents themselves are fed up with the Honourable Member of Parliament, and that is what has been translated in this, in this vote that we're seeing today. For now, Aaron Michael Kwe Jr. has the adult's task of securing the next electoral victory for the new patriotic party. Ashanti region, the stronghold of the party, also witnessed a shake-up. Eugene Entry, outspoken member of parliament for Subin, who called for the removal of Ken Oferiata as finance minister, is heading home way earlier than he would have imagined. Tina Na Ayeli Mensa, Deputy Health Minister. Bright Riku Probe, Gifty Chum Ampofo, Deputy Minister for Education. Frida Prempe, Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources. And Lariba Abudu, Gender and Social Protection Minister, are some of the government appointees who also lost their seats. But some other appointees were spared. That includes Minister for Trade and Industry and MP for Adansia Sokwa, Kabina Tahir Hammond, who was fiery on election day. I am the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight champion of the also, works and housing minister Francis Asensu-Bachi, who faced stiff opposition from Ranfei Japan, clinched onto his parliamentary seat, paving way for him to run for elections later this year. for someone who does not come from here. But he said, no, that will not happen. Well, that's my colleague Blessed Soga with a wrap of events over the weekend. Well, we know that 28 incumbent MPs will not return to Parliament and there are concerns about its effect on the ninth Parliament. But Deputy Speaker of First Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Jose Wusu, disagrees that the huge losses will affect work in the House. Generally, once we give the date and we officially remind people, they come to help. It is the day-to-day business that we have challenges. When unexpected challenges thrown, people are generally responsible. Generally, if it's about the parties or government policy position, yes. However, but of course, if we don't have our numbers, we will defer the decision day. Well, the party is not taking chances and has declared February the month of reconciliation. General Secretary Justin Kudyar from Pontels joined news. The NPP is determined to form the majority in the ninth parliament, hence the need to present a united front. But on the part of the party, I can say that um, everything went on smoothly, just as you were anticipating. And at the end of the day, the, the delegates, uh, the various respective consensus where the elections were held, 
have made their decision. And as a party, it's our duty to make sure that we affirm the decision by the delegates across the country. Uh, for me, as general secretary of the party, my biggest task is to see to it that uh, after December 7th, the party will have majority in parliament. That is my ultimate goal. And if the decision by the delegates will uh, inure to us achieving that target, I will say that, yes, they have made the right decision. They must also understand that having one primary does not automatically make you a member of parliament. There is a major election ahead of you, and you need everyone on board. And therefore, it calls on you to also reach out to even those who lost and their supporters. Aside that, uh, even before the elections on Saturday, the National Executive Committee uh, started constituting several reconciliation teams. In well, some five constituencies did not participate in the weekend parliamentary primaries due to legal challenges. Frimpong Kodia says steps are already ongoing to resolve them. Uh, we have Sunyane East, we have um, uh, Mampong, we have Kriapen um, South, um, we have um, Lambele. Uh, um, Binduri, uh, Wasi West. Um, basically, those are the consequences that, that are left. And um, trust as the National Executive Committee uh, meets uh, early next week to deliberate on those concerns. For Sunyani East, there is a roadmap. While in the greater Accra region alone, a lot of incumbent MPs lost their ticket. A political scientist, Dr. Kwame Asante, is warning the outcome could affect the chances of the NPP in the December polls. If we look at greater Accra, uh, that uh, can be, uh, uh, you know, a big signal for things to expect uh, because you are talking about a constituency, unlike Asante, uh, which is traditionally for MPP. Mm. For greater Accra, it's a swing region. Uh, so when you have said development, uh, anything can happen and that can change the dynamics. Uh, so uh, it should be an early warning for the NPP if they really want to maintain uh, their hold in that area to do a lot of work. Uh, because uh, if you look at southern Ghana, uh, the, the, the feeling towards uh, the party in terms of their performance is not that good enough. Uh, so they need to up their game and make sure that uh, whatever they've lost in terms of support, they'll be able to regain. That well, the elections was generally peaceful, but the issue of vote buying uh, was rife in that particular internal elections in the country. And the national organizer of the new patriotic party, Henry Nanabwachi, is calling for a broader national conversation on the menace. He mentions that the party alone cannot deal uh, with the issue of um, vote buying. But first of all, my colleague Stanley Blue um, has been cataloging the various cases of alleged vote buying that just ended NPP parliamentary primaries. The just ended MPP's party parliamentary primaries is just a tip of the iceberg, but also rekindles a major national concern. The primaries received wide allegations of voter inducement. In the Wajakbawi constituency of the Greater Accra region, delegates alleged that the incumbent MP Tinamensa influenced voters by sharing 2,000 cities to them, while her contender Jerry Ahmed paid 200 Ghana cities. Some beneficiaries of the inducement did not shy away. 27. 
There are 110 delegates from my electoral area, but the MP selected only 27 of them and gave each 2,000 cities. The rest of the delegates didn't get anything, so the little that Jerry Ahmed came to give us, everyone was content with, so we decided to vote for him. Delegates who did not benefit were pissed. In the Swami constituency of the Ashanti region, the constituency chairman alleged that the delegates were given 50 cities by the aspirants so as to secure their votes. But the Ashanti regional chairman of the party, Bernard Ndribuis Yakun, the monies given out were to serve as transport for delegates. Well, we can listen to the national organizer of the NPP, Henry Nanabwach, on how to deal with the issue of vote buying. For the footages you are seeing, it's out there and then people are saying that they've received money and all of that. Yes, for the party, you have to assess these videos and then because we frown on monetization of any electoral process. But all that I'm trying to say is that we need to elevate the discussion. This cancer and the cure, it is not an individual observation. It is supposed to be a national forum on this matter. And how possibly maybe we go about electing our candidates. But we need to elevate the discussion beyond individual political parties. And then it must be a national conversation. How do we demonetize our democracy? That's the national organizer of the NPP, Henry Nanabwachi. Well, the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Cordeo, is bemoaning the prevalence of the menace in the country's democracy. According to the national coordinator, Albert Ahing, it's about time the entire country collectively rises to fight the kanker. Cordeo has always been against vote buying. We are against it in the sense that when it is vote buying, people don't look at the, the qualities of the person contest. Give me money and I let you go, or we let you go. So we don't get quality. So it's about time Ghanaians realize that we need to stop getting money from politicians so that we get the right choice of people to represent them. That's the national coordinator of Cordeo, Albert Ahim. And it's still your election headquarters are brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Let's focus now on END and national executives of the NPP are awaiting a report from its national northern regional executives after disruptions in the counting of the ballots marred the electoral process in the area. Uh, we will hear from the party's national organizer and the account of one of the candidates, Hajia Abibata Shani. That really led to the disruption, the fact that one was seen suppressing my ballot papers, putting some in his pockets. And then when my uh, one of the uh, my members reported the incident to one of the policemen, nothing was done. So he went close to asking what he was doing. He denied, and then he pulled his jacket that he was wearing, and then the ballot papers were in his pockets, and then an indelible ink pad was also found. So there's a video to that effect. So when it got to that point, and then it, everybody saw what their intention was, some party members got infuriated and they came. So when they came, everything was, there was just chaos, and that was where the incident ended. Have you heard from party officials? What is the decision the party is yeah, making? So for now, I am, I, am, I, am, I am taking a petition to the party, then I will hear from the party. Meanwhile, the Electoral Commission has declared it a no-winner context. Director of Electoral Services, Dr. Srebo Kweku, tells me more. According to my, our officers, they had finished sorting out. They have stacked them according to their candidates. So they were counting the first candidate ballot when some people rise into the system. They started destroying the ballot papers. 
So is it the case that there was no declaration at the end of the day when it comes to the Yendi votes? Yes, so the, the, the feedback from the region is that we are not able to declare the results there. But they do not know who actually won. So the counting process did not conclude for us to know who actually won for declaration to be done. Regardless of as far as the committee is concerned. What's the stance now? No candidate can say they won that election in Yendi. From the letter committee point of view, we did not complete the process. So what will happen then after this? It is left there. Like I said, the party is conducting and we are supervising. So the party will have to take it. Was the decision of the party then? The national organizer, Henry Nanabuachi, spoke on the Super Morning Show. For the Yendi matter, we are not seized with the full fact. We have requested for the report from the Electoral Commission from our regional rep and from our national rep. So um, it will depend on the scenario. It will depend because there have been instances where I have witnessed you get the Electoral Commission up to, I remember, I mean, a clear instance would be the Kumawu by elections where the Electoral Commission supervised the primaries. The Electoral Commission declared the results. And then we also came in and then outdoored and declared the winner as well as our candidate. Right. So that is why I'm saying that I, unless I am seized with the full fact, um, it will be difficult for me to, especially when we are talking about Yendi, ask some specific questions. These questions and responses from me, one way or the other, can affect the matter, especially when we are waiting the reports from these uh, personalities. Well, that's a national organizer of the NPB, Henry Nanabwachi. I'll take you to the Ashanti region now, and it is Judgment Day for Chairman Woon to me, the regional chairman of the NPP, as he appears before Menshia in the traditional council. My colleague, Nanabwachi Dankwaiyadom, joins us live from Menshia. What's the situation? Well, MFI, you can recall that in the previous meeting of the Kumasi Traditional Council, they summoned the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the New Patriotic Party, Bernard Enchi Bosiako, to appear before the council over some derogatory remarks he's alleged to have made during the MPP vesting of aspirants ahead of their parliamentary primaries. Today, in the escort of the uh, majority leader of Chairman Sabunsu, the NPP chairman, national chairman, and then the NPP general secretary, alongside the Ashanti regional minister, and, and the minister in charge of chief tenancy and religious affairs, the Ashanti regional NPP chairman, Bernard Nchibosiako, popularly known as Chairman Wuntumi, have appeared before the Kumasi Traditional Council. And earlier, Chairman Wuntumi um, gave a side of the story over the alleged derogatory remarks he made against the Ashanti Hino 2482. Who brought the case before the Kumasi Traditional Council also um, delivered his side of the story. Well, Chairman Wu to me has denied every single allegation leveled against him. He says they are all true, and whatever that happened during the NPP and um, vetting of the parliamentary aspirant, which is out there, is not a clear reflection of what clearly did happen during the vetting of these aspirants. And so later on, what we we'll hear from Koko Sohine also, and then also judgment from the Bantu Mahine, who's representing the Kumasi Traditional Council. That's my colleague, Nana Buache Dankwa Yadom, there giving us details from what's happening at the Kumasi Traditional Council, in that case between uh, Menchia and then um, Chairman Wuntumi. Now back to Accra and for Public Accounts Committee hearing in the Ghana Revenue Authority is on the heels of the receipt of the defunct banks for some 91 million CDs evaded 
property taxes. The central bank in 2017 revoked the license of over 300 financial institutions over various financial breaches appearing before the Public Accounts Committee this morning. The Ghana Revenue Authority revealed they are unable to collect a total of 91 million CDs in taxes owed by the defined banks. We can listen to the commissioner in charge of domestic tax and revenue division, Edward Appentin Jamra. Financial institutions to the tune of 921825.61. And I've given the list of the defined financial institutions that are currently owing us. Mr. Chair, let me say that uh, we have written to the receiver to pay us the money as we have the first right if uh, the receiver getting money from these companies. And we are here to receive from the receiver. The with the closing balance, Mr. Chairman, of about 30.4 million, uh, doing a number of uh, enforcement actions, which include third-party data notices, seal off, we're doing garnishment and others to ensure that we, re we retrieve this money. Well, my colleague James Savage is there for us live from the Public Accounts Committee and joins us. So, James, uh, we know also that uh, there have been some concerns with the produce buying company. They owe about 203.9 million cities tax. Tell us more. So, it came up that some 2,552 uh, trading companies uh, whose books were reviewed by the Auditor General owe a total of 350 million Ghana cities. The GRE revealed that they've been able to collect uh, some 60.6 .6 million uh, Ghana cities from those companies. And uh, the outstanding is some 275 million Ghana cities. It is out of this, the breakdown of this, that they have revealed that uh, the produce buying company uh, currently owes them 203.9 million Ghana cities out of that. Uh, the uh, deputy commissioner also revealed that the PBT actually is in court contesting the matter. We can listen to him. 60, we've recovered 60.6 million. An objection determined 25.1. Penalties and interest waived. And file, return files determined. And uh, we have outstanding of 275.4 million. That's the GRA appearing before the Public Accounts Committee, taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We know that the Midday News is always proudly sponsored by Petrosol. Your clean fall in full quantity, Petrosol, always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Dura Plus goes water flows and we'll return from the break with sports and also uh, we'll hear from the various unions on strike and public universities saying they will not call off the action uh, despite government's invitation uh, to resolve their grievances on friday interest that is supposed to be paid on the pension fund the penalties that the government is supposed to pay on the pension fund the calculation that the government's use which is, is totally in variance with what the pension scheme the act states 
This is the Midday News. Time for sports. Back. Yep. Thank you very much, MFL. Now, the Ghana FA has made contact with former German international Jürgen Kohler for the Black Stars coaching job following the dismissal of Chris Hutton. It is understood the 58-year-old is interested in the role, having submitted his application. Kohler is unattached after leaving his last job as the caretaker manager of German side Victoria Cologne. He has made over 100 appearances for Germany and won the 1990 World Cup. The Executive Council of the FA will meet in the coming days on the potential appointment of the German. Back to you, MFM. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, various unions on strike in public universities say they will not call off the action despite government's invitation to resolve their grievances on Friday. The senior staff, university administrations, and the tertiary educational workers' union have been on strike close to two weeks now over failure of government to pay their tier two pension funds and general poor working conditions. At a meeting to update their members on the strike, the chairman of the University of Ghana branch of Tewu, Ken Butchie, says the strike will, st will still be on hold until all demands are met. Be a positive development that we are meeting with the Minister for Labour, Employment and Pensions, uh, hopefully on the first of uh, how do you call it, uh, February, and then we will take it from there. Whatever that will happen, we will let uh, the media also get to know about it. We are here to hold a meeting to update them. That's what we've told our members. The meeting has to do with one, then it has to do with the, our vis a vis condition of service. Fortunately, those things have been resolved. And then now, Ghana's embassy in Burkina Faso is urging President Akufuado and other coastal West African leaders to immediately scale up enforcement of the Accra Security Initiative following the latest announcement by three military leaders in Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger to officially leave the West African sub-regional bloc ECOWAS. Well, the head of our diplomatic and foreign affairs desk, Blessed Suga, joins me in studio with all that we are learning about this particular development. So, Blessed, we know ECOWAS was making headway in getting these three countries to return to the democratic rule. Uh, this must have been dealt a heavy blow uh, to that process, isn't it? Uh, that's correct, because uh, Mali's transitional government has set uh, February this year for presidential elections and the eventual return to democratic rule. All of that is not happening any longer. And we know that uh, Togolese President Fonya Singbe was also holding talks uh, with the Nigerian counterparts to try and bring them back to the block. But uh, ECOWA says it is still working on resolving the political crisis as it describes all three nations as uh, very important to the community and on the exits uh, if they are successful they would still have to abide by the article 91 uh, of the ECOWAS revised treaty which uh, then enjoins all of these three departing countries uh, to actually observe the ECOWAS protocol for at least a year uh, if that is successful that would then reduce the block from 15 to 12 members in all Blessed Suga giving us all the details about this. Meanwhile, Ghana's ambassador to Burkina Faso, Boniface Gambilla, is urging President Kofado and other coastal West African leaders to immediately scale up enforcement of that. Let's bring in Jackie on a Monday afternoon. What's trending? Well, MFA, a lot is trending. <laughs> now, this afternoon, we all need to be cautious in our steps when you're getting to social media because it's on fire. A couple of names have been trending mm -hmm. from Saturday through to now. Um, we have Katie Amond. But then Adjustafo has been trending. 
surprisingly, 12, she's still trending. So she's trending alongside Amarado. But then there are a couple of um, comments on social media. And someone says that enough time for Ajoa to get back on social media to create videos. Uh, someone also says that when it comes to Ghana politics, she's definitely an icon for young girls because um, she's actually been through a lot. And someone also says that Ajoa has graduated successfully from her position today and probably promises us um, to serve as drinks next time. But as I said, mm -hmm. Amrado was trending I yes but people are saying that definitely she's a soldier so she in the song she says oh, soon, soon, soldier. yes okay she'll All definitely right, come back and that's how we end today's <laughs> edition of the midday news here on joy 99.7 fm there's more when you log on to my joy